In essence, I think it is important to separate the dollar, which is the medium of exchange, and the global reserve currency. I think it will remain the global reserve currency from what has been since 1971 the primary reserve asset of the world, which are treasury bonds. And the way the system has basically worked since 1971, and in particular since post-82, is that we have subjugated the U.S. defense industrial base, the U.S. middle and working classes, to support the value of the U.S. bond market on a real basis because our biggest export were treasury bonds. It was great for Wall Street. It was great for Washington bureaucrats. That's what we asked for. What? That system made sense. It always ran from 1971 to 89. It was critical in helping us win the Cold War. It was a big deal. After 89, when the USSR collapsed, we should have restructured the deal basically at that point. We did not. And instead, we went NAFTA and we went to China and we got China in the WTO. The net of it is that having the treasury bond as a primary reserve asset is no longer the asset. It's become a threat to national security. Exactly. It's wiser to export steel and automobiles and refrigerators and not debt. Look, Robin, I appreciate your analysis. Thank you. Yeah. So in doing that segment, we kind of took a break from what has got to be in the news for week, month, year, which is that Donald Trump is a Republican presidential frontrunner, and he was arraigned yesterday, and the coverage of that has dominated absolutely everything. And one of the insights with Fox is Kevin Cork, who's been monitoring the fallout from yesterday. Hey, Kevin. series, movies, and documentaries you won't see anywhere else. Okay. 
was criminally indicted in a politically motivated prosecution. We're not some banana where the ruling party gets to use its police power to arrest its political opponents. Today I'm calling on the Manhattan District Attorney to drop these corrupt charges. And I expect every Republican in this country to join me. My name is Vivek Ramaswamy, and I approve this message. The United States had really around the world the last 24 hours have been dominated by conversation and reporting on the indictment of Donald Trump, but almost nowhere do you hear an analysis of what's okay. in the indictment. Look at it yourself, it's fascinating. There's nothing there. It doesn't list the crime that Donald Trump was supposedly concealing. Now, why is that significant? Because that crime allows the prosecutor to transform misdemeanors into 34 felony charges. So it's Jesus and the Lowe's. Like, out of nowhere, they multiply. How is that possible? Stephen Miller is a former advisor to Donald Trump. He's the founder of America First Legal. He joins us to assess. Stephen Miller, thanks so much for coming on. I, I don't hear anyone talking about what's in the indictment, which is a yeah. little weird in a country governed by the rule of law. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. And even repressive foreign adversaries yeah. in the United States, if they yeah, don't persecute a chief political rival, would create a far more positively yeah, incredible What's so remarkable, Tucker, is that the Manhattan DA's office felt completely yeah. confident that if they charged President Trump without even naming the that's law true. that he broke, that there would be no consequences for them for their office, or anyone in their employ. They can continue on their merry way, become rich and famous, have wonderful careers, and practice law to great esteem all over the country, and probably get some great book deals in the process. And the worst part of it, Tucker, they're almost certainly correct in that assumption. Well, that's that's the scariest part. I mean, if they'd accused him of murder yeah. or fentanyl dealing, you know, opening the southern border and letting 100,000 Americans die of drug abuse or yeah. no actual crimes, at least you would understand yeah, why he was indicted, but you're right. This is just that they don't care what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, the reality, Tucker, is that we've entered an era now where our system of law has been completely overtaken by radical left-wing warriors who use the law oh my gosh, to, you okay? to extract political consequences and to inflict political on their opponents. So our, our legal okay? system has become completely tribalized and radicalized. This is something that George Washington warned about when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you have a society that becomes factionalized, that is one faction versus another, then you are quickly on the road to despotism. The great failure of the conservative movement, Tucker, is its firm belief that words alone will protect us. Yeah. Iraq has a constitution similar to ours. Countries all around the world okay? have words on paper that are very much the same as ours, fashioned after ours. And those people in okay. those countries have no safety and no liberty and no justice because they're tribe versus tribe, yeah. Sunni versus Shia. The words do not protect us. Men of honor and decency no. and valor protect us. So when you have law schools yeah. and you have judges and you have DAs and you have attorney generals who reject the entire Western wow. system of law, the words on that paper mean nothing. They will not protect you. They will not protect your family. They will not protect the country. And let conservatives and Republicans get serious about understanding the scope and nature of this threat and stop just tweeting about it and memeing about it and talking about it and understand the scope of yeah. the action that will be necessary to reclaim our legal system, then we're not only going to lose this fight, we're going to lose the whole entire country in the process. Yeah.
need to take a big field trip to South Africa to see how that's doing mm -hmm. almost 30 years later. Yeah. Their new constitution. Is it a free country? Would you want to live there? Stephen Miller, I appreciate your coming on tonight. Thank you. Thank you. That's so, what I've got is ideas. In New York and yesterday, of course, the thing crazy was the whole point of this to terrify swing voters into never voting for Donald Trump. What yeah. was it like? Well, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. Well, I've got courage and I've got ideas. She already failed just a year into office. Eric Adams described her as a criminal and implied yeah. punish her if she misbehaved. Meanwhile, actual yeah. politics showed up and prevented her from speaking. Watch. San Francisco, the prettiest yeah. country 
naturally the prettiest country in the city is now completely dangerous and drug infested. And if you don't believe that, yeah, you I should know that a tech executive, a famous one, was just murdered there yesterday. We'll speak to someone who's been trying to sound the alarm in San Francisco, and so far has been ignored. March 26, 2010, during a dismounted patrol, I happened I to step in the wrong spot and took a sniper round into the chest. This was the date I was hit. I lost my legs almost immediately. I lost my left hand and both my legs above the knee. My arm was gone, so I closed my eyes, thinking to myself, if I just keep breathing, I will make it home to my wife. I just wanted to serve my country. Every day, I'm still adapting to this new life. It was hard having everybody. Yeah change your lifestyle to take care of me. A typical home doesn't feel like home to me. They have to carry my chair oh, upstairs. The hardest thing in my life is to have to call and hail for my children to help pick me off the bathroom yeah, floor. Book. Where do you go? We're moving home. Yeah, I'm booked, you man. Yeah. Oh, you scared me to death. Sorry about that. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm on the waiting list to have a home built. It's going to be amazing. What? It's more home technology. Anyway, that was just a news error. <laughs> oh, nothing. No, stupid thing. I'm afraid to take it off. I'm afraid if I do it, it's still bleeding. Fucking blood thinners. I I know, but there's the hospital. And the, the, Viet, the, the veterans' home guys was waiting. And they just left me sitting in that fucking room. So a nurse comes in and rips everything out, sends me away. I should take that off. That'll come free too. Should I take it off? I think I'm hemorrhaging because see it's turning all purple down here. So I think that that vessel won't seal because I'm taking these blood And I told them I was taking blood And they said, oh, that won't hurt. Well, that's your opinion and mine. I know. I'm, I'm really sick of the medical. I, I, I went, the nurses sent me down here because, well, they, I told them I'm having trouble walking. I can't feel my legs. I'm short of breath. So they did a CAT scan. They did all kinds of crap, all kinds of tests. And I thought I was going to keep me overnight and do, do something, which I'm kind of glad they didn't. I know I need a pacemaker. VA told me that a year ago. And they started to do it three times. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to take my medicine that morning. Yeah, if I take it, at least I ain't got a band aid to put back on Okay. See, it just looks like. Okay. Now, take got Kleenexes here. Yeah. Well, I think maybe it ain't bleeding no more. Yeah. I'm okay. 
hell they do there? Just uh, stuck a, a stupid thing in there, and they was going to put uh, fluids in me. And it's going to do all kinds of shit. They ended up, they did. Okay. How come you have those so bad? Oh, shit. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck this old body. I need a new one. I feel that. What, what's your initials? I'm gonna, you call me, BC. I'll call you. What's your initials? Yeah. <laughs> what's your first name? <laughs> oh, I don't have much of a ring to it. Well, what's your last name? Smith. S.C. What's, first name is Edwards E.C. No. Lose the first name. Well. I ain't ever been wild about it. Well, okay. E. Smith. M.S. would work nicely. M.S.? Mike, yeah, because you're Mike. Yeah. So you'd be, you'd be MS. Yeah. And I'm BC. Yeah. And that is. RJ. RJ? Yep. Mr. Vince Jones. Well, you know, the whole time I was in the service, one of my best buddies was RJ. RJ. He's an Italian. He was. He called me BC this morning. Just took, yeah, took me back. In the, mil in the military, all the guys that I served with, it's too hard to remember everybody's fucking name. So we just, I was BC. He's You're RJ. Or, what's your last name? R. Your first Yeah, I'll be right. RJ. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. RJ. Okay, you're RJ. And you're, in my memory, in my memory, and in my memory, you're an Italian. Casey Jones. Well, we could too, that's yeah. Well, anyway, anybody hollers VC, that's me. Say, BC, get your ass over here. We need somebody down in the villages. Oh, man, I don't want to go in the villages. BC, we need... They used to have one of them locomotives down there in Quincipi Island, but they sold it. One of them old railroad trains. They just drove it down there and took all the tracks out. They sit down there for years. It was a pretty neat looking thing. And then they said he sold it to somebody. But it was an old steam powered train. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know which one. Well, that might have been. It was an old steam engine, but but I don't know. They drove it down there. They used to have a car museum on Quincipi Island. And then they had that old train down there, too. Yeah, I know. I'm hemorrhaging. I'm taking that stupid blood thinner shit. I told him that. Because I don't, I don't quit bleeding. 
Hey, I'm going to stop this podcast. There ain't nothing going on. The news, though, is pretty doom and gloomy. <laughs> Basically, America, uh, by seizing other people's assets in what's supposed to be a universal currency that everybody can use, when America grabs like all the Russian currency and locks it up, says you can't have it, that's not the way a free currency is supposed to work. So the Russians and the Chinese and lots of people are saying, fuck the dollar. Yeah, they was on here talking. This is Fox. And uh, we're heading for a big fucking disaster. Our dollars are going to be worthless. They said, and the thing is, our government ain't even talking about it. They said that when we can grab our currency that other people own, that international currency, it's supposed to be like gold. You can't touch it. Unless it's yours. And if it's in a bank someplace, it's your money in a bank. Somebody can't come in and say, you can't have your money. But we did it to Russia. We've done it to Iran. We've done it to countries all around the world. We don't like them. And we say, well, <laughs> your currency's locked up and frozen in the banks. Or we're just going to take it. In the Russians' cases, we took uh, quite a bit of their money and and said, well, it ain't yours no more. So they said, well, they said what's happening is all the South American countries, African countries, everybody's switching over to the Chinese yuan because China doesn't do that. China doesn't freeze anybody else's currency. Well, because they can't, for one thing. They ain't got the power. But we, America, do. so anyway, they said all these countries now are taking their American dollars and coming here and saying, well, we want Chinese yuan for And if our government won't give them yuan for them, they go to the Chinese and say, well, you take these American dollars and we'll take your yuans. And basically, they said America could well end up like Germany did just before the Second World War. People will be having bushel baskets of fucking worthless dollars. The government will give them to you, but nobody wants them. Anyway, that could well happen. And if the way that the country is now, with all the guns that everybody has, I think a lot of people would say, fuck America. We're going to set up our own little communities here. We don't want your fucking state government. We don't want your fucking federal. We don't want nothing to do with you. I think that could start happening. I don't know. What do you think all these survivalists out west are doing? They're getting ready for it. And that's not good. I mean, as long as it's just a few, that's no big deal. But, I mean, when you start to get millions of people doing that, I don't know. Yeah, there's reading glass. Oh, yeah, I got to leave those there. I don't think folks are supposed to know anything about it. Anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what. Yeah, I just leave glasses. Everybody wants to read. Help yourself. I got another pair over here. These are better. Those are cheap ones. I found them out when I walked over the tavern that one day, laying on the. Somebody dropped them. They're clear, but they got the bottom parts magnifiers. Um, I don't really. Not go, too bad either. No, I thought. I, anyway, there's a laying on the sidewalk. That's about two and a half strength. Yeah, I, I use them. 
but these I like. These are about the same strength and are tinted. I don't really care for that much. Like I got these over at the coffee shop. They had them over there. Oh, you can buy reading glasses over there for a dollar or two. They got them on the table. Same deal as Dollar General. Yeah, but these are better quality. Now this one is missing the, one of the tabs there, but these are well-made glasses. Uh, you know, I I took glass and left the dollar in their donation thing. That's about like the ones I got, except mine ain't tinted. Yeah, I don't know why in the hell those are tinted, but but they so still still work. Sun, sunshine. No, I guess so. They still work. That that little plastic thing. Let me look that thing one more time. That plastic thing is laying there. That plastic thing. What plastic thing? Oh, for the nose piece. It broke off. I thought about trying to glue it back on. Oh, that's a bitch. Yeah. It, well. Fuck. They're pretty strong. Not bad. Yeah. I I. I'm gonna have to go there and check that shit out. Yeah. Yeah, they keep it right by the. Well, I'm afraid they're going to do away with it because they're talking about turning that into uh, having it open on the weekends and stuff, having a lot of strangers coming through, so they might not leave the stuff out. But uh, right now, you just got them on the table over there. And, you know, you can. And it's a dollar, two dollars. You got a donation thing. Do they have the strength on them? No. No, these are just ones that people have donated or. or I mean, they're all, they get the, they get them for free somewhere, and they just put them there to, you know, as for their residents to to buy and use. Well, I don't really need it right now, but well, I got, I'm looking at getting some more readers here. Well, that's like me. I got not too distant future. Well, I got them for I got another pair up in my room that I use, and then got that pair there. I thought, what the hell? If anybody needs to use them, just use them because they're not that expensive. And, uh, I made me an invention here. Put a tea bag in one of these and put it in the microwave. Got me a bottle of ice. Well, it's warm tea now. But as soon as it gets cold, hey. <laughs> made myself a bottle of ice tea. Or it warm is, tea. It is rising so <laughs> Well, I'm going to get us all cloned. That cloned. That's my big project. I was having fun down there at the hospital. Everybody was, you know, was concerned. They thought, well, you know, what's wrong with you? Well, my heart ain't beating right. But I said, I ain't worried. Death is just a temporary thing. A short period in all my lives. I've been alive for 72 years. I'm going to die soon. If I can get cloning set up, I'll just get hatched out as a baby again. And I continue. And then when that baby gets old, dies, get another one made. And so death is merely an inconvenience. But you better have good karma right? might come back to Well, our souls, if we, I assume we'll, I'll have my baby. Baby me, I'll have a soul. And if baby me is born before I die, can't possibly be my soul unless maybe you can have two souls and two different bodies. No, to say, I don't, just up to God. I, it's, it's, and then I thought, I'm just going to write a book about it and make it happen. But I ain't figured out how yet. So I thought about going on one of these dating services, you know, old men looking for young wives. I, I found it on my phone. And I thought, okay, here's going to be my pitch. 
hey, I'll get cleaned up as best I can. Look dignified and such. I'm a 72-year-old man. And I'm going to be, well, I'll just pretend I'm making a pitch to you. Although you're not, you're not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a young lady to be my wife. I need one. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, that's what I, that's what I want. And that's what all men need. They need a young woman. Okay. Well, I, yes, they do. A good one. A soulmate. Somebody that you can go through all time and eternity with. Yeah, well, happily. Why, happily. Why don't you try to find a chicken with a teeth? <laughs> well, be not, not as easy. Well, my pitch is going to be, I'm 72 years old. I'm looking for a mate, a young woman that can be my wife and my mom and my sister. And here's what I want her to agree to before we get married. Now, I'm going to tell you what I got to throw into the kitty on my side. I got a $100,000 401k. I got a pension worth about three grand a month to my future wife after I'm dead. And it'll double in size every eight years because the state, federal, and Social Security. Put them all together. I'm getting about six, I think, total. Uh, but three would be her half. So that's what I got to offer her. But I'm kind of strict here. Before she agrees to this, I want her to find out where to get her tissue stored and my tissue stored. I've already checked into it. it varies between 300 and... 50, well, 50, I got different, all kinds of different price levels in different countries for pets. If you got a pet that you love, they take a piece of tissue about the size of a grain of rice, and that's got hundreds of thousands of cells in it, and they stick it in liquid nitrogen. So that's what I, she's got to do that first. Find out where to get our tissue stored cheaply and safely. Okay, that should be easy for her. Next thing is I need to, I want to set up an actual cloning corporation with me and her as stockholders. And I'll put my 401k, 100,000 bucks into it. And I'm going to control 90% or maybe more than that. Maybe I'll control 90, 99% of the stock at this point, And she gets 1% of the million shares in the corporation, the cloning corporation. Okay, then cloning corporation is going to have to try and raise more money. That guy on Shark Tank, I told him my idea about this cloning, and he, his name was Kevin, and he listened to me. It's about a year ago. I was laying in bed half asleep, and he called me up. I still got his number on my phone, and he said, what's this idea about cloning that you have? So I told him. I said, well, basically, I want to set up a cloning corporation as a penny stock. I want to raise the money. I'm going to tell the people that's investing in it. I don't want nobody to lose no money in it. So... uh the, the, every, all the stock's going to be worth uh, a penny a share, but I'm only going to sell $5 to each customer initially. And I'm going to take 1% of however much money we raise on Shark Tank. And as soon as it, we sell that first 1%, that should give us enough money to start hiring the people we need to to be cloning people. Now, every university's got cloning, and they clone millions of mice. Mice and humans are the same damn thing. No problem. Same process. You take a female egg of the species, and you can buy female eggs. They're not that expensive. The women sell them. And you, what you do is they take that little egg, and they got a powerful microscope, and they uh, little needles, and they go inside the egg. Now, 
a human female egg inside of her body is the same thing as a damn chicken egg. Now, I don't know if you ever had a chicken egg and had a little red spot in it. That's an embryo. That's a chicken embryo. Okay, if you take a chicken egg, go in there with a needle and suck that little red spot out. And go to another chicken and take one of its cells and use a little microscope and you pull the DNA out of one of the cells and you squirt it into that empty egg. A banny hen might hatch out a Rhode Island red rooster. Okay, same thing with all cloning. I mean, you can see the egg, chicken eggs. Well, you can't see a female egg because it's little and it's inside the uh, thing. But, okay, so with a human, you go in there with a little needle, you pull out. That little red spot's only 50% of the DNA. It's not 100%. So you pull that out. And then you put a complete DNA of what you want to reproduce inside that egg. It's got to be the same species. It's got to be a chicken. You know, in a chicken or in a dog, it's got to be another dog. You can't you can't put a dog in a monkey egg, I don't think. Anyway, it shouldn't be that. Anyway, that's what I want to get done. So I thought, well, I'm going to try and write a book and make it happen. I thought, well, in my book, Imaginary, I should be able to make it all come true. But if I can get it true, I ain't scared to death at all. It's just a temporary inconvenience for me. I'm going to be dead and gone. Well, this carcass, I spent $28,000 up in Michigan. They'll uh, turn you into a popsicle. They drop you in liquid nitrogen. And and what they do up there, they got 230 people frozen now. I told them at the hospital, they asked if I wanted to get restituted or whatever. I said, nope, nope. If I die, I just die. But I don't want you to do anything to the body. Um, what I'm supposed to get done is just remove the blood. Put saline or salt water solution in the veins, put me on ice, ship me up to West to Wisconsin to the Cryonics Institute. Right. And when I get up there, they pick me up. Strip, I imagine they put you naked and they dip you in liquid nitrogen and they charge two thousand dollars to do that. Well, well every, every, did something like that. oh yeah, yeah, and Einstein they got Einstein's brain froze and that's good. Because that's all you need. And the, the brain tissues make the best clones. And, and this experiment they was doing, these mice that had been dead for 16 years in a, at a university, they had, uh, they was in the bottom of a freezer. And they was cleaning the freezer out. And I got these two dead mice in these bags. And it had the, it was, they were uh, research mice. And they, anyway, so they, and they was cloning new living mice for research. And they thought, well, maybe we could take the tissue from these. So they took brain tissue, heart tissue, lung tissue. They took all kinds of different tissues, and they they thawed them out, uh, took the DNA out of the cells, and put it into these mouse eggs. But the brain tissue was the best. They, they usually make 10 eggs at a time. Or they take 10 mouse eggs. They put the the other the, the complete DNA of the mouse they want to replicate, and these mice have been dead 16 years, and they was just in a regular old freezer like we got here. I mean, they weren't specially frozen at all. Anyway, the brain tissue they had 10 living mice get born, and they were identical DNA wise to the dead mice. Unfortunately, the dead mice were cancer research mice, and 
and their DNA had been modified so that they would all develop cancer. And then they was trying to treat the cancer to find a cure for it. I forget what, liver, some kind of cancer. So all these mice, they grew up, had babies, regular old mice, but they died young because they had cancer tumors and they were supposed to. Now their babies were, didn't have that. Their babies had, that DNA wasn't passed on. So all these mice, well, anyway, they did, and then my friend Leo, who passed away, he got cremated, and I really wanted to, his wife, and I started to ask her if I could have just cut one of his, the tip of his little finger off, uh, stuck it in my freezer at home. I could be there for 16 years, and maybe I could get my old friend Leo hatched out again. And I'd get hatched out again. And we could run around again. Yeah. That's my plan. That's my plan. <laughs> well, think about it. You know, death could just be a temporary inconvenience for you. <laughs> oh, shoot. Trying to sell the idea of cloning. Nobody wants to. Anyway, I'm going to stop this podcast. Oh, hey. Well... MD? Well, hey, I don't know who you are, but you're cool. <laughs> and I want you to think about getting cloned. I can't see no reason that it can't be done. And by God, I'm going to try my best to get it started. And hopefully I'll make a little money on the deal, too, don't you know? If I can get them people on Shark Tank to get me on there, and they all wanted me to fly out there and present my idea, but I'm too old and too weak and I can't really present the idea structured the way it needs to be structured to present to potential investors. Now, that Shark Tank guy said I had a potential because he checked into it while I was talking to him. He said, uh, who, how, who, how many people do you know want to get cloned? And I told him, I said, well, I guess just me. And he laughed. And he says, well, while you was talking, he said, I did some checking. He said, in a recent poll here in America, a million people said that if they could get themselves cloned, they would. He said, you have a potential huge customer base. He said, would you fly out here to California and present your idea? Well, um, I, I'm, my heart's bad. I'm weak. I can't hardly go. I was in the emergency room today. They're going to chop me open and start doing stuff to my heart. I know. i got a cow valve in there now, but it's not working right. So I don't think I'm going to be around long. So I am. I'm, i got it set up to get my whole body turned into a popsicle. But I really would like to find a young lady to get married to who would take my idea seriously and help me set it up and get it going. And like I said, what I got to offer on my side of the deal is my pensions, basically three grand a month to start with. It doubles every eight years. And my wife, if she would agree to it, would also be my mom. And if she would agree to it, she'd also be my little sister. And my mom would raise us both as just regular kids. You know, she could have other kids, you know, from other men. You know, that's she's regular old mom. <laughs> that's what moms do. And moms love their kids. You know, 
no matter who the father is. <laughs> I think women, most women love all their kids. Uh, you know, if an accident happens and a lady happens to have a kid, <laughs> but some other guy's the father, uh, not the real father, well, I imagine that happens pretty regular. The mothers treat all the babies the same, I think. So, anyway, my wife, a future mom, and future younger sister, I'd like for her to have herself. She could have us both at the same time as twins if she wanted. But I think it would be easier on my mom to have me first and then wait about two years and have herself. And that way I'd be kind of, you know, you know, walking around a little bit. And I could help. I could see my little sister from the beginning, and I could help her learn to walk and do whatever, you know, little kids do. Now, me and my original sister, uh, we always got along good, never fought about nothing. I can't remember anything anyway. Although I'm sure maybe we did fight, but I don't remember it. And my sister, as far as I can tell, she just remembers nothing but a pretty pleasant childhood between the two of us. Uh, well, hello. I'll tell you what, they had a, the Fox Channel had a hell of a good thing about how the American dollar is going to collapse. And, oh, it's going to. The way he had it laid out, he said that, okay, we, we put these sanctions on Russian. I tried to buy them Russian rubles. They said they're, they ain't worth nothing. They're only worth pennies. So I called up a bunch of banks. I said, I want to buy some Russian rubles. And I couldn't find nobody that would buy them for me. I talked to the, the head banker at the... Uh, no, nobody would sell them. Well, now they said the Russian ruble is worth more than ever. And they said that when our government said our, our, our money is what they call international currency. International currency is supposed to be like gold. You know, Okay, but we're printing it like crazy, which you ain't supposed to do, and we steal it. Yeah, well, nobody's paid. We ain't. Anyway, they said all these foreign countries are coming back and cashing their American dollars in and buying Chinese wands. And they said that in Africa, the Chinese have set up banking systems all over down there using the wand. And it, the only thing they use dollars for to convert to wands so that people can use it in their bank accounts because they don't their banks won't use american dollars yep yep yeah i think america's in for some real shit and i think it's going to be going down really soon that's the reason i need to get this cloning thing up and running here pretty quick i'm living in a nursing home and that was just a lady with a walker come by. She uh, didn't want to hear what I had to say there. Because <laughs> uh, all her money is American dollars. <laughs> uh, like mine. Like me. I don't like it either. I was thinking today I should probably take about half my cash assets and turn them all into gold and silver. But gold hit a record high uh, just the other day, they said. So I waited a little too long, I'm afraid.
Anyway, life is short. And death's a inconvenience. Get born again. Jesus said we would be born again, didn't he? They say he said that. And they said that God talked to him or something. And I think God talked to Muhammad. And I think God talked to Joseph Smith. And I think God talked to Buddhists, Hindus. I think God's behind all the religions. So all religions are equal in God's eyes. I tried to set up a church. And I wasn't going to base it on silver dollars, real wealth. To be a member of the church, you had to buy an American or you had to buy one of our one ounce. Um, and I was going to use uh, American um, silver dollars. I was, they're going to be in a little frame uh, so they wouldn't be damaged. So they would cost twice what the uh, silver was selling for at the time. Well, at the time, silver was selling for less than twenty dollars. And I wanted to set this church up and I went to the God in my mind and I asked him about my ideas about a universal church. What's God's great plan? God told me, he said, I asked him what his great plan was. And he said, well, he said, I give you all, all humans free will. Well, I get, I think he meant he give every living thing free will, dogs and cats. A dog can be nice and friendly to you or a dog can be mean and nasty. That's free will that the dog has, that God has given him. I mean, that's one way to look at it. Anyway, I told him about the idea of getting lots of people to vote. Is there a God, yes or no? Well, my vote is kind of maybe. <laughs> Although I think I'd really have to vote yes because I... The DNA on this planet is so unique. You know, when you look at how a flower is made and a bug and a bird and a, everything, it's all made with one basic ingredient. What is that, you say? Well, think about it. Think about it. It's DNA. It's your DNA provided by your mom and dad that makes you you. And the you that's alive now has been through every living generation of, of this species that you are since the very beginning. Adam and Eve? Well, maybe so. Natural selection? Maybe so. I can't say for sure either way. But... If you believe that God made Adam and Eve, then you probably got to kind of believe that God made dogs and cats and rats and bats and every other damn thing. Now, Adam and Eve explains pretty uh, much how it was done. Historians in the past have. Now, could they possibly have been talking to God and they tried to explain it in the best manner that they could with the knowledge and the education that they had? at the time that the idea of Adam and Eve got started. You know, I'm not sure where that even started. Was it Sumerian? Was it Greek? Adam and Eve, when did that story first occur? I've never heard anybody ever say. Before. Anyway, and 
that the God in my mind, now this has been about three or four years ago. Anyway, I said, well, you know, my vote is her God, yes or no? I'd say yes. And the uh, next question would be, is God behind all the religions? Well, I'd have to say yes. So are all religious beliefs equal in God's eyes? And that means they should be equal in man's eyes, if that's the case. And I said yes. Now, my vote is just my vote. But I thought if I could set up a church or foundation based on silver. The reason I wanted to base it on silver is because I had bought some silver. And uh, then a little research on it. There's only a, about a... a about a billion ounces of silver mined on this planet in a year. All the mines put together, about a billion ounces. Not not quite a billion. Okay, 500 million of that silver is used in industry for chemicals and such. That leaves 500 million ounces of silver that can be made into coinage and... Um, uh, jewelry. Okay, 500 million. So if I could get enough members in this church or organization, say I could get 500 million members, and every one of them had to have one of my one ounce silver medallions, to, and that gives them the right to submit ideas and vote on every idea presented to the church or foundation. And with the internet and the computers, you know, you could submit your idea. And it could be voted on. Whatever you think. Whatever questions you want answered by God. It's not God that's answering. It's all your fellow members. who all, But they don't necessarily all believe in God. Okay, Because you could also be a member of this church or whatever and not believe in God. That position is perfectly acceptable too. They could just believe that everything happened by chance. Okay, well, my next one of my next questions would be, is the power of DNA in God's hands? And I would say yes. I would say every, every bit of the DNA is somehow connected to God, no matter what it is, be it a plant, a tree, a bug, a bacteria, uh, maybe even, I don't know if viruses have DNA or not. But but if you believe in anyway, I, I worked quite a bit on this idea for a year, and all of a sudden, God sent me a check for twenty thousand dollars. And that was enough that I could start my church or foundation. That would have been 20,000 silver dollars. And once I got the thing set up, I could offer them as memberships. Only they would cost $40 to be a member of this church. And it would be tax deductible or foundation to whoever gets them. Yeah. Oh. 
Anyway, damn, I know this ain't very entertaining. Um, I think I'll stop this. I, I'm going to get me some ice here. Yeah. I'm going to go get me some ice out of the ice machine in the kitchen here at the old folks home. I mean, you don't know how hard it is for me to walk. My legs don't want to move. And they're stiff, the joints, like my knees, I, I'm walking stiff-legged because my knees don't bend. My ankles don't bend very well either. Um, oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, let me... Got me a chocolate milk and two cans of V8. And you can hear me huffing and puffing. All I did was take about 10 steps. So this whole body is nearly done. And it's really, really important for me to get this cloning thing started. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this off because. I'm just out of breath. I might start it again later and tell some of my stories about you know, souls, dark energy, God. <laughs> might talk about my friend who's a fucking hero from Vietnam. He got a dishonorable discharge. Died at my age, 72. In the poorhouse, never got nothing for free in his life. And to me, he was a hero. He stood up for his all-black company. He was a white officer. And he fought with a major who kept saying the niggers are no good. And then he said, best troops he ever had. So he punched a major. Dishonorable discharge. That was in the Vietnam times. And that's the way people were. And Denny said, fuck it. He got shot, got shrapnel. He was just glad to get the fuck out of it alive. So he never even tried to get it reduced. Every other, and there's only 60 people in the whole Vietnam War that got dishonorable discharges. I mean... The guys who massacred the villagers, lined them up and shot them, they get dishonorables? Nope. They got all the benefits. Denny, whose only fault was striking a major because he said niggers weren't worth a fuck. 
dishonorable discharge. A story should be written about my friend Denny. I think he was a real hero. If I would have been him, I wouldn't have stood up for my troops. I wouldn't have, because I knew better. <laughs> if I did, I knew I'd be in trouble. Anyway, adios, amigos. Yeah, good night.